Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hey guys and welcome to the grand finale of season one of Tea and Chat. That is episode 20 and today's episode, sadly, This season has come to an end. Don't worry, it's not the end for Tea and Chat, but this is the final episode uh, for season one. And I'm going to spend some time today kind of going into a bit more detail about what you can expect from season two, when you can expect season two. And um, normally this episode of the month would be the news story of the month. So I do want to kind of keep that going. So today I will kind of talk about a couple things that have been in the news recently um, before I go into a lot of detail about what you can expect for season two. Your support from Tea and Chat has just been amazing, like truly, truly amazing. I've received so many messages and so many comments from my students telling me that they uh, love to listen to my podcast or they are so like happy that I have made a podcast and um, I just have to say I'm really thankful. I'm happy that it has made a difference, um, hopefully to your English language learning journey. From my end, you know, I can see some statistics of how many people have been listening to each episode or where people are from, things like that. But honestly, the statistics I have, I don't think are so accurate and it really doesn't show like who my regular listeners are, who's who's really listening and what they think of it. So I only get that from your personal feedback. So thank you so much because I have received a lot of that. And truly the season has just been really, really fun to record. You know, when I went into this, I wasn't sure what I was doing. I mean, I'm still not 100% sure, but definitely uh, podcasts were completely new to me. Truly, I didn't even listen to many myself to begin with. Um, So it was just around the time that I started listening to a couple to see what they were like. And I had so many of my students in the past year telling me that the best way that they love to get in their listening practice is through listening to podcasts. So that just really put it in my mind and really encouraged me to start this podcast. That's why I decided to start it because of my students, because of um, their suggestions kind of. And I was sitting on it for a little while and I was thinking about it for a little while. And eventually I just decided, why not? You know, why don't I just start and try and make a podcast and see how it goes? And I couldn't have predicted what would happen. I couldn't predict all the support that I would have gotten from this podcast. So again, thank you so much. Um, But it has truly been a learning journey also. It's not easy to make a podcast episode, uh, especially since I try to keep to a schedule of uploading once per week. I know I didn't stick to that towards the end. I think the first 15 episodes, I'd like to say something like that. I did manage to upload every Friday and then after that some things got a little bit crazy so I wasn't able to keep up with it um, in the past couple of weeks but 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 I've still tried my best to get these episodes out and yeah it's been a learning journey for several reasons there are a few different steps to make it a podcast 
Personally, I don't like to over edit my podcast. I don't know all these like fancy little tools that some podcasters like to use to make their podcast extra special. I know sometimes the sound might not be perfect, even though I am using a professional microphone. I don't, for example, sit in a kind of soundproof room. (laughs) You have to have a kind of setup that prevents the sound from echoing. Truthfully, I just sit in my office at my desk like always. So although I do have a pop filter with my microphone, I'm not sure truthfully how much of a difference that makes. Um, But yeah, I I don't think the sound is terrible, but I definitely don't put in many special sound effects or jingles in the middle of my podcast or anything. But I don't think it needs that, you know, we're just literally sitting down and having a simple chat. If you do have any suggestions or recommendations for the season two or future seasons of Tea and Chat though, I would love, love, love for you to send me your suggestions uh, wherever you can find me. I do have an Instagram for this podcast, which is at Tea and Chat Podcast, but I haven't uploaded there as much as I wanted to. It's quite difficult because I have a few Instagram accounts, so I'm just trying to keep on top of British English Tutor, and then if I happen to have any free time, then I will upload on the podcast Instagram account or on my personal one. But yeah, I just wanted to say I really have enjoyed filming this first season of Tea and Chat, And I look forward to coming back for season two, definitely. And like I said, there will be some changes, but I'm going to go into those in a bit more detail towards the end of this podcast. So let's begin with the news story of the month. Well, for me personally, I don't know what news you have seen, but (laughs) I've seen a lot about the Amazon being on fire. I think this is something that has attracted global attention. And I can understand why it's something that is very serious. Now, the first time I heard about this news story, I was a little bit skeptical because I thought, well, there's always fires in the Amazon. What makes this time particularly special or unique? So I have to do a little bit of research and I still don't know the ins and outs of everything. And I don't think anyone knows the ins and outs of it all because it's all very secret and there's so many different layers as to who's responsible for the Amazon and responsibility keeps getting shifted around. So it's kind of hard to keep up with it, whoever you are, even if you are in Brazil, you are a politician in Brazil, um, they still have difficulty to keep up and keep on track of everything. But I did find a few things, so I'll just talk through those with you to begin with. So I thought this one, it can't be anything special. There's always fires in Brazil. So let's just have a look at one of the articles I came across to see if that's correct or if I'm wrong. So the first thing that I came across was that apparently there are no natural fires in the Amazon. And this to me was completely shocking. (laughs) I knew that a lot of these fires are man-made for things like logging and cattle farming, but... I thought at least some of them must also be natural because if we give the example of California, it always seems to be on the news burning to some degree, um, which is not very good. But those fires are quite often natural forest fires. And in lots of hot places in America, this can happen and occur uh, if there is a lot of heat. But I guess in the Amazon, 
despite the heat, it's actually, you know, it's a rainforest. So it's not so dry for the majority of the time. And they also said that 2019 has been wetter than previous years. For example, right now it's in its dry season, but it's actually still wetter than previous years. So there really isn't any reason for there to be any natural fires. So we can start by taking that out of the equation. Okay, so who is starting these fires or why are there more than usual? Well, a lot of people are pointing their fingers at the new president of Brazil, uh, Jair Bolsonaro, and saying that it is his fault because he has made it quite clear that he doesn't care about the environment. He doesn't really care about the Amazon unless he is going to benefit from it financially. So a lot of people have just pointed the blame at him, which I think it's fair enough. Definitely he has made perhaps a big impact or contributed greatly to these fires in some way. But this is where things get a bit complicated. Like I said, there have always been fires in Brazil for quite a long time for logging purposes, cattle ranching. But the Amazon is also split amongst several countries. The majority of the Amazon, I believe, is in Brazil, but Brazil doesn't have sole ownership of the Amazon because the Amazon is so large that other countries kind of have their say in it. But it seems that Brazil is going to get the most attention because they have the largest amount of stake or land in the Amazon, then they kind of have the largest amount of responsibility in this way. Now, I know the president uh, of Brazil had made many cuts in this sector to reduce the amount of money going towards protecting the Amazon rainforest. And yeah, that was probably a really, really bad idea. In general, he seems to be denying the severity of these fires, kind of acting like people are making up these facts and figures, that it's all false. Um, so he doesn't really want to come face to face with this because he realizes the implications this is having on him and his power of authority. And perhaps it's making him look uh, a little bit stupid, truthfully. So he was recorded to say, I am waiting for the next set of numbers that will not be made up numbers. If they are alarming, I will take notice of them in front of you. So as you can see, he's just kind of really just ignoring the facts, pushing the blame on other people, trying to act like he doesn't know uh, where they are getting this evidence from. And he suggests that this data isn't accurate. And he says that the government is trying to control the fires, but not really making it clear what he is doing. That's causing quite a lot of confusion and panic, especially amongst uh, these NGOs and environmentalists who are obviously very concerned about this. In terms of facts and figures, I read in one place that there have been more than 74,000 recorded fires this year, which was an 84% increase on the same time period last year. Um, so one of the highest numbers in records to be recorded. And I can't really picture that, to be honest. 74,000 fires. How do you measure a fire, you know? Do you measure it by size? Do you measure it by its occurrence? Um, I'm not really sure how these measurements are taking place, but if they are comparing one year to the other, it does seem to be a large increase. 
Of course, many people around the world are concerned because the state of the Amazon really does affect us globally as it does hold a lot of our oxygen that we breathe. So it really just helps to keep the global ecosystem balanced. Um, never mind all of the habitats within the Amazon, all the ecosystems within the Amazon, all the animals that I don't even want to picture right now but are being severely affected by these fires. That's the saddest thing because obviously the Amazon is also home to the largest variety of species in the world. So we don't want to lose those in the process of this. So it's supposedly a combination of several human activities, like I said, logging, farming, also mining and drilling. Um, these are all exacerbating the situation and just, yeah, making it much worse. So we are very much responsible and the laws within the Amazon are just very relaxed. You know, a lot of people can kind of just do what they want, even if it's illegal, they can do what they want because all they have to do is pay someone to look the other way and they're fine. That's how kind of politically corrupt it is. Uh, and a lot of people are just afraid to go in the Amazon because it can be quite dangerous if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know who you're dealing with, especially since the Amazon is also home to many native tribes that live there and would definitely try to probably kill you <laughs> if you accidentally stumble upon their territory or land. So it's a place that you can only really go if you're an expert, if you know what you're doing, if you're sure of what you're doing. So it's not like anyone can just go in there and do whatever they want. I mean, now in terms of trying to put out the fires and that kind of just makes the situation a little bit more worse. And talking about the indigenous people, Bolsonaro also uh, made it clear that he does not want to set aside any more of the Amazon land for their reserves. He doesn't want to help them. They're clearly not in his interest, which is also terrible because this is the home of many species and animals, but also the home of these indigenous people. And they obviously deserve the right for their land to be protected. I've also noticed that this news story has captured the attention of quite a few celebrities, including Leonardo DiCaprio. If you have seen his Instagram page, you will see that the majority of his posts, if not all of his posts, are dedicated towards the environment and uh, making certain issues known and bringing attention to those things, which I was quite surprised. I never knew Leonardo DiCaprio was an environmentalist, but apparently it is a huge passion of his and he also threw a few million uh, dollars towards the Amazon during this time to try and help. I don't know if it did anything, but yeah, I, I don't know if why, but for me, it was a shock to see his Instagram page is pretty much just only related to environmental problems. Aside from that though, I don't really know what else I can say on this issue because the fires are still burning. There hasn't been a solution. It hasn't been solved. So I don't know what the next step is or what will happen from here on out. Um, I also want to, I don't know, I feel like I need to apologize because I feel like a lot of these news stories are related to the climate and the environment and you guys know that I'm passionate about it. But I'm not doing this on purpose. These stories are generally just the things that have been in the news. If you pay attention to the news, you'll see that 99% of the time, it seems, there is something related to the environment. And, you know, this is a big story. That's why I'm talking about it, not just because it's related to the environment. On that note, though, there is also a, a Hurricane Dorian 
which has been going through the Bahamas or the Caribbean. And I saw a headline this morning saying as many as 13,000 houses severely damaged or destroyed in the Bahamas. So I really, 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 really hope that these people get the aids that they need and hopefully not too many people's lives have been put at risk. That's definitely quite scary to go through. I have no idea what it is like, but I think we can all just keep those people in our minds um, and hope that things will get better for them. So now that I have talking about the top news stories, I will get into talking about season two for Tea and Chat, probably what you are most excited to hear about. First of all, this is the end of season one and it is just the beginning of September. Now, season two, you can expect to come in autumn. I don't have an exact date right now, but when I do, I will post it on uh, both my British English Tutor Instagram and on the Instagram of Tea and Chat. But all I can say for now is that you can expect it to come in autumn. So most likely that will be in October and at the very latest November, but I'm going to try really, really, really hard to start season two in October for you. So there'll only be a break between season one and season two of about one month. Obviously, as you know, I am going to England for 10 days uh, this week. So that's kind of contributing to the break. But I also want to make sure I put in as much time and effort to plan in season two so that it is great for you. And if not as good as season one, then better. (laughs) And if you have been following this season of Tea and Chat from the beginning, you will know that I kind of stick to a schedule where the first week I have the hot topic of the month, the second week I have a culture topic that is culture week, third week I review something and the fourth week I uh, look at a news article. Well, I would like to have a similar kind of schedule in season two, except it will not be on the same topics. I have a few ideas in mind, but nothing is completely set in stone yet. So as I said, I'm always welcome to your suggestions and you can send me any ideas you have on Instagram. But I will give you a few ideas as to what is currently floating around my mind. So what I want to start doing is introducing conversations. Obviously, whole of season one, it's just been me talking. But I think I'd quite like to introduce guests onto this podcast. And I was thinking since I'm in Canada, I could obviously introduce perhaps some of my friends onto the podcast and you can kind of hear a conversation between a British person and a Canadian person. So you get that nice mix of accents. Also, I was thinking about the possibility to actually uh, have an interview with my students Um, and then you can kind of hear about their language learning journey, what they are doing at the moment, where they're at, what they're thinking, any tips and advice that they can give to you. And I think that would be quite interesting just to set up some interviews from time to time with some of my students. I was also thinking about looking more into lifestyle articles. You know, already I'm talking about the news, but I'm just talking about the the top headlines. And often in lessons with my students, I like to look at kind of more the lifestyle section because it's more real to life and it can be quite funny. So let me know if you'd like me to go through any kind of funny lifestyle articles on this podcast where we can discuss more topical social uh, issues and things like that. In terms of the logistics of the podcast, 
I was thinking about my website and setting up a comment box where you guys can interact and leave your comments on each episode of the podcast saying what you are thinking and really we can start to establish this stronger sense of community because like I said I can see a few statistics on my end but I don't think there is much opportunity for you guys the listeners to interact with one another and really maybe just get a discussion going about what you thought of each episode. And lastly, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you might also know or remember that I did try to set up a Patreon account for anyone who was interested in some extra content that the podcast had to offer um, or who just wanted to support the podcast. I know it's quite early on because it is only season one. So I don't think that worked very well. So I have cancelled my Patreon in case you were wondering. Um, But I might still set up an option perhaps on my website where people can just leave a donation if you wish to sponsor the podcast. Because again, it does take a lot of time and effort to make a podcast episode. It can take up to a couple hours just to record it. Then it takes a few hours to edit it. And then also even more hours uh, to put into those transcripts, which is why the transcripts sometimes take a bit of extra time. Uh, They don't always go up the same time as the podcast episode. I do apologize for that. But the reason is because the transcripts take quite a long time to get up for you. And because I have been putting in all this time and effort into making these podcasts, I haven't been making, um, obviously, any kind of income from this. And that wasn't my intention to begin with. Um, I very much am just very grateful if anyone did want to donate. But uh, at this point onwards, I might also be considering some sponsorships just so that I'm able to keep this going for future seasons. So don't be surprised if you hear of any sponsorships in season two because that might be possible. It's not guaranteed, but just letting you guys know because I like to be as open and honest with you as possible. So that's really it. That's Those are my main ideas for season two. If you have anything else that you want to add, any other suggestions, like I said, just send me a message because I really, really want to take that all on board and hear what you have to say because that's what's important to me. I want to give you something that you want to listen to that you will enjoy. And uh, hopefully, hopefully I have done that with season one and hopefully I can continue to do that with season two. So sadly, that is all I have to say. This is the end of season one. Um, Please don't cry. (laughs) I'm sure none of you are actually crying, but thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and tuning in and just being there because I really, really, really do appreciate it. And I just can't even believe uh, what we have achieved in just one season. So it's so exciting to imagine what is going to come for the future. And I hope that you listening right now will stick with me for those future seasons and future episodes to see what there is to come and hopefully just continue on this journey with me. So until then, I hope you all have a lovely, lovely, lovely time and enjoy the rest of your summer as it now is coming to an end, depending on where you are, of course. But thank you one more time and goodbye. And that's it. Goodbye from me over here on Tea and Chat.